Thank you for downloading the Captain's Quadrant. I'm your host, Captain Joe Dove. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and we'd appreciate it if you could give us a rating, five star or better, and share with your friends, because there's no place like space. Live long and prosper. Here you can see there's a picture of Archer in my... Welcome back to the Agony Booth. <laughs> we are excited to welcome you back to the Captain's Squadron, where we talk about some of the more forgettable episodes of Star Trek. This week, two days, two nights from Star Trek Enterprise. And oh boy, do we have a lot of fun, right? Right, right? All right, let me go around the room and introduce everybody. No. As you know me, I am your host. Your hostess with the mostest, Captain Joe Dove, or as I like to call myself lately, Captain Dove. Uh, next to me is hairless space, uh, hairless alien space dog. Uh, wow, that wow. Is our good friend Jace. And then uh, uh, I'm our, sorry, I have to do it right. It has to be. And then we got our Klingon queen. Uh, <laughs> and joining us for the first time in the captain's quadrant, we are very excited to have Rachel. Rachel, hi! <laughs> hey. Hey. I didn't realize we were doing so funny names. Um, yeah, uh, I'm good. yeah, I'm Rachel or Trauma Dork 884 on the internet. That's perfect. She's like yeah. Madonna, she has one name. Yes, yeah. And then, Ironically, on my social media, I have three. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I say all three? Is it just yeah. the one? You I can. Like, I, I have all three because there's a, a much more famous person with my first and last name. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, That's, welcome. Thanks for yeah. joining us. We're it's, so excited to have I guess you. Rachel Amber Bloom is my, like, what I put up. Right. Uh, because I am not the creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, Cosmic Mom says hello. She's ready. Hi, Cosmic Mom. Hello. All right. All right. And let us go into. What the F did we just watch? We're talking about Star Trek. Enterprise, two days, two nights when the crew goes off to Ryza on a forced shore leave. Captain Archer finds a mysterious young lady and, and, and all types of craziness ensues. Uh, all right, Rachel, since you're our guest, please, to kick us off, what did you, uh, what did we just watch? I, I feel like uh, what I mostly just watched something with an interesting concept that just did not work. Yeah. It was like, the weirdest part to me is how much action happens off screen that is described to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes. I don't. I was like, why didn't we see them escape? Why didn't we see the like accident um, happen? Why didn't we see that woman trip over a turtle? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why did all this stuff happen and then we didn't get to actually see this yeah, stuff happen? I was it like, do you think this is a radio play? I saw this to be as, as uninteresting as possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Klingon Queen. 
You know, I think that she's right. Rachel's right. If they would have shown those little things of her tripping over the turtle, definitely wanted to see the rock formation changing and him falling. I actually, when he said, oh, the rock shifts, that was something I was looking forward to seeing. And we didn't get mm -hmm. to see that. Um, you know, Mayweather, right? Yeah. Yes, that Mayweather. Giving Mayweather a scene. I, he needed a about scene. Mayweather. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I they showed a lot about the conversation that Archer was having with this woman. Um, and I couldn't zone without his scene, honestly. Uh, give me flocks and give me um, even Trip uh, and Malcolm. Uh, Hoshi scene. Get it on. He was fine. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't blame him. I think Hoshi was like the only one that kind of worked for me. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Like well. the only the only like story arc where I was like, I think we saw I'd like we saw enough that I like was emotionally invested. Yeah. Like there were certain scenes that this was like Star Trek that was not on a streaming platform, so we were not gonna see. Yeah. So. Yes. Right, I, right. I liked Toshi's scenes and how mm. she was, you know, talking to the to the people who live there. Yeah. And that was really nice because that kind of showcased who she is as a linguist, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was excellent, you know, and seeing that here's Flocks, an alien race that hibernates, you know, we only really think of bears, right? When, right. when it comes to hibernation, but he did, he does, this is part of his species. And it, it was very interesting to see him trying to muddle through this, um, but it would have been really nice to see, not in a you know, cringy kind of way, but the accident, you know, him climbing, interacting with others, were the other people there, or even the interaction in the hospital, you know, yeah. what made him so uncomfortable that he needed his own doctor, you know? Yeah. All right. Hairless alien space dog. I'm going to go home. my diatribe now. I'm okay. just letting you all know. I can't wait. <laughs> there isn't much I can say about a bunch of dull morons going on vacation, but I will do my best. <laughs> two Days and Two Nights is a series of bland and uninspired vignettes that would be hard-pressed to adequately fill 10 minutes of screen time stretched out over 45 excruciating minutes. This episode doesn't even have the courtesy of being bad. It's just 45 minutes of coma-inducing ennui in which the only people who seem more blasé than the audience are the actors in the damn thing. I will now continue. <laughs> First of all, everyone, and I mean everyone in this episode, must have left their brain on the ship when they went down to Risa. Tripp and Tucker are portrayed as horned-up meatheads who are thinking so hard with their secondary right. brains that they actually follow two women into a dark, janky basement <laughs> after being told that there is some beautiful underground garden down here. Who does that? I was like... Tucker, I was, okay, I Tucker actually can be thought... excused. Yeah, Tucker can be I... excused because he is Florida man. Really? I... <laughs> the head of security on the Enterprise. Yeah. I, like, Tuvok would have never. Had a Absolutely. Lie. Like... I was like, this is like what, like the kind of thing that the grainy women like do not do. I was like, men know not to do this too, right? Like yes, they can't we not. We no, they are pretty. I want to see women. Like, like. Oh. And, and the way they were talking about the other females in the, the they, it would have been great to see these. Like, oh, yeah. well, I don't yeah. know. Which eye do I look at? You know, like, which eye? Also, 
weirdly regressive the way they were talking about like both yes. women and aliens yes yeah. very objectifying Which, like objectifying, I do I look at or um a wrong pronoun yeah the like, pronoun thing was really I was like well they the trip and Malcolm's part aged so poorly I was yeah. so cringy I will now continue. <laughs> oh, you have more. Okay. I have good, way good. more. Way more. This the Jason Our episode. second story finds Flocks being awakened from his yearly hibernation to tend to Mayweather, who's suffering from an allergic reaction to a treatment from an alien doctor. This is because Flocks is the only doctor on the Enterprise, and his substitute is too stupid to deal with a malady that your average elementary school nurse can handle with an EpiPen. This is supposed to be a fun, lighthearted C-plot where Phlox is all out of sorts due to being awakened, but it only succeeds in embarrassing John Billingsley, who's the only actor who seems to be trying in this episode and making the Enterprise crew look woefully incompetent. And now Archer. Oh, <laughs> Archer's trying to enjoy his vacation while all this is going on and becomes entangled in a tragic love story with all of the heart and drama of a man picking out the perfect celery soup at the market. <clears throat> Bacula is so disengaged in this episode that I would swear his performance was constructed from AI and stupid. Archer is so stupid in this episode. So stupid that he doesn't even question how a strange dog magically transports to his balcony. I did he I honestly the same thing. Did he yeah. honestly think that this little skinny dog climbed up one or two stories just to stare at Porthos? I mean, I would, but I have a, opposable thumbs, and I also have to say, Porthos being angry—the best part of the episode because he's so cute. Uh, he had a, a right to be. Alien dog was mm. ugly. Mm. Um, that's a Chinese crest. They're they're ugly dogs. Yeah. Which, yeah, no. I think I that's one thing about the Star Trek universe that I find so wholesome is that dogs are universal. Every mm -hmm. species, every everybody in the Alpha, yeah, Beta, Gamma, was, and Delta quadrants like, have dogs. And I, I like, did think it was like she just straight up has an Earth dog. Like yeah, that is a dog that exists on Earth. I, I like to think sometime in the early 21st century, aliens landed on Earth and was like, what are those? Those are dogs. <gasps> I must have one. And then they sure, just like, went off into the universe mm -hmm. and, and just started breeding just dogs. And that's why everybody has dogs. Mm -hmm. Okay, finally, Hoshi. Hoshi, bring it. Hoshi beds an alien. That's it. You could remove <laughs> Hoshi's plot from this episode and you would have changed nothing. You, you could have removed any plot from this episode and it would have changed nothing. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I got passionate when I wrote this. Apparently. Back in the 60s, the legendary Matt Jeffries wow. adorned the corridors of the Enterprise with pipes that he labeled with the acronym GNDN. Goes nowhere, does nothing. <laughs> two days and two nights is the GD is the, the, the GNDN of Star Trek. It goes nowhere and does nothing. It fails at drama. It fails at comedy. It fails its characters. And it even fails at being bad. It exists, and if it were removed from the world and all memory of it erased entirely, it would change nothing because it is such a non-consequential ball of fluff. If Star Trek is a banquet, two days and two nights is a boiled, unsalted chicken breast. All right. And so, I have a question, though. No, I will not about... be taking questions from the press at this time. <laughs> about the nurse that, well, I'm going to call her a nurse, but... I thought she was, I didn't realize she was technically a nurse. I know she's she a science officer. A, um, she's an entomologist yeah. on the Enterprise. She deals with bugs. 
It's no yeah. wonder she couldn't treat Mayweather. He, he had too few limbs. The mammalogist in charge of sick bay. I like because I was sitting there. I was like, "There's something. Is there something I'm missing about Enterprise where it has like a Voyager type plot where they can only have like there's a reason they only have one medical person?" It's like, no, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they should nurses. have a medical team. Like, yeah, it didn't make sense to me either. It was like, yeah. there's only Doctor Flox, and that's it. And, and no and, nurse, no nothing. No nurse, no nobody. No even even Voyager had Tom Paris, who yeah, he was yeah. not the best, but it, he at least knew what he was doing. Like yeah. I said. Mayweather could have been solved, could have been cured with a 21st century EpiPen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, and, I, and not only that, but like in the in the beginning of Voyager, he there there was a doctor and nurses. They just happened to die. Yeah, yeah. And they they set about replacing and, them as soon as possible because yeah. that's what that was like. The and only they thing like Tess they gave a for. plot reason for it. Like yes. they they gave a yes. plot reason, and then like continued that with like Cass and Tom Harris being like. These are the people who have the most kind of medical knowledge of the group. Like, it's not like we're doing the best we can. And this, I was like, they they would have brought medical people with them. Yeah, Ooh, that thanks. was just especially right. if you the first episode they're bringing this alien Klingon that's in a coma. You would think Fluff <laughs> says, "I'm gonna need a nurse." Yeah. With yeah. Me. I, well. Yeah, no, it just and it was funny because at first I completely misread what you were supposed to read with Mary Weather at the beginning. Uh, the um, when they do find him, I guess I don't know, I guess that's what happened. It's very unclear because you don't see any of the accident or any of him at the hospital, right? Uh, that that he was like, Oh, I didn't want to be treated by some alien, and I was like, Oh, are you supposed to be like kind of not on his side that he's being a little like rude to these aliens no apparently he's entirely right they gave him anaphylactic shock yeah he was like yeah yeah so it was like oh if you had shown that like him at the hospital them doing something that is like medically like not okay for humans right well they brought him to the enterprise and flocks through leeches at him yeah, I mean, yeah. Come like, on. Yeah, leeches is better than anything. All but right, you would think that the that the hospital he was in would have been like, let's contact the Enterprise so that we can no, have he your contacting the Enterprise, you know? Yeah, so but they they will send them their you know biological profile I feel so that like... they don't give him something bad. Yeah, I feel like uh, most like if a like if you brought like a dog to a hospital, a, like a doctor would be like. Uh, wait, I don't treat that. I need to talk to a vet. Like, yeah. Like, you think yeah. that, like a doctor would be like, huh, I don't know what this species is because apparently humans have never come to Ryza. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, that's I, what I'm just, thinking. Why didn't they call the Enterprise and go, can you send us your schematics for your biology mm-hmm. because we have an injured person here? I could just see like the doctor in the hospital being like a, like a Dr. Zoidberg from. <laughs> open, open up your mouth and let me look inside. No, not that mouth. Your second mouth. I only have the one. Really? <laughs> uh, All right. I just want to. I want right. to pop in real quick since we're talking about medical stuff because this is kind of a sad fact about this episode. Uh-oh. Kelly Waymeyer, who played Cutler, this was her last appearance because the actress actually passed away suddenly in November of two thousand three. Oh, and I think that it is. I think that this is tragic. That this is her last appearance on Star Trek because she was, she was a very good character. I thought she was. I I thought she had such potential. 
that she was, was the nurse, right? Yeah, she she it was Cutler, Crewman, the nurse. Crewman Cutler. Yeah. Crewman Cutler, yes. She had oh, been wow. in two or three episodes and then just suddenly she just passed away and she was very young and it was unexpected, obviously. Wow. But um I just think well, it so was sad. a waste. It that's was such a waste sad. of her wow. last appearance, which I know they didn't plan on this being her last yeah. appearance. Right. Still it was it's just such a waste that this is the last time we ever saw her. Yeah. Well, uh let's go from something a little bit sad to the comments so we can liven up the room a bit we've got jason hatwell who is, is a camera he says flocks rocks gumbag yeah. is, is skipping out on the agony booth <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, damn jason scorched earth yes face mom they actually got paid to portray a coma inducing annui ennui you uncultured swine <laughs> Uh, awards for Jason's rants. Yes, yes it's award winning. His yes, rants. Rachel is a great guest. So much better than that bearded Aussie loudmouth that's generally on there. I agree one hundred percent. Rachel rocks. There we go. There we go. All right. I mean, well, I don't want to say anything against me, but Jason also rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that all right? His name is also Jason. All right, we're oh. moving on. Ready? There's nothing there. He's so passionate. Uh, he had more passion than that one little clip <laughs> this entire episode had. Yeah. Uh, why would they do that? Why would you do that? Why did so? This episode is actually directed by Michael Dorn. Yeah, has some experience in Star Trek. Uh, oh no! Behind the, behind the camera, he directed in the cards, which was a DS9 episode that was a comedy, and that right. episode was. Oh, good and so funny. I and then this one just is never funny. I, it's just it's just not. What I would say in Michael Dorn's defense is, what could you possibly do with this script? You can't, mm. and I'm not. I'm not blaming Agreed. Dorn like, at all. I'm just saying the quality of he the script. I assume he didn't have anything to do with the the script that apparently cut every interesting thing and told you about it later. Yeah, like. Well, I've been trying to look to see if they had anything interesting in this episode. And the only thing I can find is that it was not set on Risa originally. It was going oh. to be set on Wrigley's pleasure planet from the uh, original series. Oh, and then they funny. decided, I guess that's too, that's too interesting. Let's change it to Risa because obviously deep space nine's visit to Risa wasn't boring enough or right. next generations. visit. No, the next generation visit to Risa was awesome. We will not speak badly of Vosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's more uh, than I one do... episode with Risa on TNG. Yeah, well, one yeah. Of them I thought there was just yeah, yeah, with Rika with the thing and the yeah. Oh, that was really also a Risa episode. Yeah. That's not really like... a Risa episode. I will yeah. say, it's not a Risa episode. Yeah, the Deep right. Space Nine Risa episode is my least favorite episode of Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> like, really? I describe the domestic as... terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah mine too. I describe it as Worf has a backstory, so no one's allowed to have a vacation. Yes. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to put that on the wheel of agony. I, yeah, I think there. what it is is because I don't remember that one. It does not. <laughs> Worf's actions do not make sense for everything else Worf does. The entire Agreed. like multiple series he's on. Agreed. He's yes. On. Uh, he uh, this that's the episode that had Vanessa Williams in it, wasn't it? Ah, uh, like, yeah. The Vanessa Williams right. episode, so amazing. This, mm-hmm. Let's put her in the worst episode of Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then they it, never had a big name guest star ever again. 
Yeah. yeah, Rachel's right though. The the way he behaved in that episode was so out of character for Worf. That I have to like I couldn't get my I head to, wrapped I have around to forget it. about that episode so I can still like Worf. My love will always be a criminal. He becomes a terrorist for no reason other he becomes than an eco terrorist randomly? No, not even an eco terrorist. He just becomes like this this Christian fascist, you know. Mm-hmm. This planet is immoral. There's too much yes. sex going on here. I must stop everyone's fun. Yeah. Oh boy. He becomes the Grinch. How the Wharf stole, you know, how the Wharf stole <laughs> Risa. <Yeah. laughs> um, so this episode, one thing that uh, like troubled me, like, why would you do that? Why would they have them going to, uh, when I mean tri- uh, Trip and uh, Malcolm, they come out in their skivvies and it was like, Really, they had to disrobe in order to get out. Like it, that didn't well, make no, sense. No, because they, the they guys been, took they've been their robbed. Clothes away. They've been mugged. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, left the guys. They, they took their clothes. When yeah, they're they on like, them a, take a hotel. Away. They couldn't get yeah. a robe well, because like, they had to leave the basement to get out of the. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they had to walk through the nightclub because that's where the garden was. Um, yeah, who puts a garden in the basement of a nightclub? Nobody. Which Honestly. is, uh, they should have thought of too. Yeah. Back with whole... Rachel, like, we are taught as women, you don't go into a strange basement yeah. with strange men. Why would men do I would that? Honestly, because like, men are stupid. If Even if <laughs> it was a man I knew and they told me there was a men garden in this basement, dumb I would creatures. not know. Like, I would not go. Yeah. Like, men are I, dumb creatures. When their hormones get going and certain areas start getting blood pumped to them. The brain shuts <laughs> off and that's all they can think of women pretty. But Malcolm is a security mm. officer who should right. know better, who should have thought immediately have. what are the dangers. Second he, of all, yeah. uh, I don't excuse Trip because he's an engineer. Yeah, don't he? Shouldn't he know what a basement could handle <laughs> as far as the structural integrity of needing a, a garden in there? In his defense, I don't think his brain was doing his thinking for him at the moment. No, definitely. No, they Um, were so thirsty. (laughs) Oh, go ahead, Rachel. Go ahead. And it's also, yeah, like, I've mentioned this earlier, like, so progressive, like, so, like, identifying to women, and I've, I've, I have with some of Enterprise in general, is that I think it takes a step back in that form compared to other like Trek shows from the time but also like the way they were talking about different genders I was like these are all aliens why do you like why do you assume they're all male or female like Mm -hmm. yeah again stupid they're just stupid in this episode I honestly I liken the Trip and Tucker side plot or D plot or F plot or whatever this was because there were so many side plots in this episode to me, it reminded me of Porky's. I don't know if you guys yes, have ever seen Porky's. I have. 80s, but that is what it is. Rachel it's, has not. I have not. I have no idea okay. what this is. Basically, the entire plot of every Porky's movie is... That's right. There's a bunch of them. Some guy wants to have sex, and they are punished for it. Yes. And, and they're scheming and they, going on. And they are, they are punished by embarrassment at the end. And I can honestly picture the writing room of Enterprise saying, yes, Tripp and Tucker are going to act, I'm sorry, Tripp and Malcolm are going to act completely off character, like a couple mm-hmm. of horn dogs in this episode, but we're going to punish them at the end, so it's okay. 
But do they really learn something? No, no they don't. I... Because I think that if they had another day on Risa, they'd come back to the same bar and try again. I also think where like Enterprise probably the Star Trek show I've seen like the least of, and I was like, I don't think this is on character for either of these people. No, like, everybody no. was off character in this episode. Yeah. And the other thing that why why would they do that is the whole Scott Bakula plot for Captain Archer. All right, so I'm gonna go and get his DNA because suddenly he figures out. Wait a minute, something's wrong. Like suddenly, yeah, suddenly he figured it out. I, mm. And then this, it was a whole Sulu month. Go ahead, Rachel. I also expected her to come up like, okay, I kept thinking about this and I don't know why, where she like suggests dinner. She's clearly trying to get to go with him. And then right. he like um, asks, her. asks her and she goes, basically says yes and goes, no, I can't. And then just like leaves. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. I don't understand that either. That, was, that was a writer not knowing how to end the scene. Yeah. I, like, was so confused because then I was like, okay, that's going to come up and that's going to be, because, okay, very obvious that woman was evil, right? Or yeah. like something else was going on with her. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, at the end, I still not sure if we were supposed to think she was evil. I like, because he seemed like he was like, yes, she was evil, but I'm going to miss her and her little dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now you said little dog, and now I'm imagining her as like the wicked witch. Like I'm gonna get you, yes, and your little exactly. dog, yeah, and, yeah, and your little beagle be, too. Yeah, that's fine. I got the Star Trek quarterback there, but I also collect Wizard of Oz stuff. Just it's not in this room. Oh wow! But um, go like I was so confused by like I was like, okay, so that's gonna be part of the plan that like she had to go do something. No, it never comes up, and it's the most awkward line reading. So, yeah, they, a lot of this was phoned in. I felt. Yeah. Was just, yes. I, I, nobody believed. I, in like, this I was script. like, was this? No I was like, did everyone get food poisoning or something? Is yeah. it like? Oh, I was gonna reference something, but I know there's a day on set uh, Titanic where everyone got po- like poisoned by PCP. Yes, I, which would be I, like yes. the opposite of this, I guess, because no one had high energy. No, they they should have spiked something at the catering table. I don't know, you know, but. <laughs> Put an Adderall in their in their food or something. Especially Scott. Scott Bakula is usually so great and everything. Yes, I, I, this I, was, I this was disappointed. Worst, I was like, the worst Bakula performance of all time, and you can tell like, he was just he was over it. He just he read the script. He's like, this is this is crap. This is absolute yeah. crap. And the yeah. thing is, I kept like expecting him to be charming. Yeah, because no. he usually is. He's yeah. usually very charismatic and charming, and I was like. You're playing a romantic scene. Why aren't you bringing any of that charm in? Yeah, like I thought he was actually more charming in his scenes with like uh, with um. Well, yeah, I was. <laughs> Come on, boy. Come on, Porthos. I was thinking like to Paul, where I was like, yes. oh, yeah. where I, there was a scene. I was like, he's not supposed to be flirting with her, right? Like, yeah, it was. Very and you know what I thought was very weird, um was how aggressive this woman suddenly got. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, tell me what you know. Yeah. Like, dude, are, you're not I... military. You're just this person, and you want me to give you my military secrets on this species? Like, that was just strange that she went from telling him a sad story about losing her family to the, uh, you know, to tell me what you know. And, of course, like, Archer was... is just is just sitting there like, hmm. 
this is strange. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she'll have She's definitely a good spy. If that's if she was sent there by her people to spy on him, it, which is another thing they never really addressed in the episode, which I would have, if you're going to bring this in, address it. Where is she coming from? You know, she just knocks him out and, and disappears. And, and they never reference her alien species again in this show. Yeah. Right? And it's a big issue. Yeah. I think they the, should have brought them back in. Have you noticed that all the men get knocked out in this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. yeah. Oh my mm. God. They do. Yes. yes. Every yes. single one. Yeah. I, I mean, the Fox only one with a, yeah. Like Flox wanted to be. Right. Yeah. Flox wanted to be, but everybody else, That's, even me, well, so did everyone else watching I also, this episode. Genuine though. question. Like I said, Enterprise the show. Does Flox, the fact that Flox apparently hibernates ever comes up again? The, he, they no. mentioned it once before this. Um, okay. It, once it was whenever he in said, the yeah. beginning. It seems yeah. important to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to have a word from our sponsor now. <laughs> Reverse thrust. Frequencies open. Scotty, we need more power. I can't hold it much longer, Captain. We're losing the kind of signal, sir. Well, what was Sparks on? His usual, Captain. The two-piece combo. Okay, give me a two-piece combo. I, sir. No, wait. Maybe three pieces. Leave them up, Scotty. Most call, Captain. Almost lost the call. Slaw on that one. Captain's log, Stardate 2453.87. The crisis was averted. Our cravings satisfied. The chicken was excellent. Take us out of here, Mr. Sulu. Walk back to two. Hey, who took my fries? And that was actually more exciting than Please. this episode of Enterprise. Can I... we talk about how... Uh, we awesome. got Wish. the casting in that commercial was even though it was Wish Star yeah. Trek, but I mean, honestly, I... for a second there, I was like, "Is that really James doing?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, and I'm still not sure. I was like, "Did they put their like? As like, did they like do something to map their faces on them?" No, they couldn't back then. Yeah, then I was like, "Wait, I was like, wait, yeah, that's where I was like, no, this commercial is way too old for that. Yeah, yeah, it was way too old for that. And for and a minute, I thought it was really a horror until they showed her up close. Right. And, a, and I, I was like, is that really Sulu? Too. Yeah. The set was amazing. Honestly, also, that had better that production values than, you know, I'll this episode. I don't, were they also doing the impressions? Because, like, yes. So that William Shagner was on point. That yeah, was, was like but Scotty was on point. Everything like it, was on point. I like how we like this this commercial, this commercial more than this. Than <laughs> I want to talk about this now. That's this so commercial good. did not I, bore me into I, a coma, though. I, you know, honestly, is the William Shatner impression actually sounded like William Shatner as opposed to a William Shatner impression? Yeah. <laughs> That's because I can picture William Shatner ordering two buckets of chicken by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Captain Gallagher, chicken, and no one likes me, so I will eat it all myself. <laughs> all right, let us move on to redeeming features. It looks like gold. Tastes like gold. It is gold. Are there any redeeming features? I mean, that green screen looked pretty decent. Uh, I'm sorry, but um, the Hoshi. I get a, a little I, like, 
I honestly, I could have used more of the Hoshi like hotline because right? I didn't like any of the others. Yeah, I really <laughs> like the Hoshi scene. And I, I, I yeah, I thought it was great. I thought Hoshi was the only one, somewhat acting like Hoshi would, like somewhat acting in character. Yes. And I thought that like they had decent chemistry. That I was like, can we just stick to them? Yeah, like, yeah honestly, it makes me wonder if Hoshi's getting some at every planet. You know, in which case, go Hosh. You go. You go. Oh, Hoshi. I mean, he was good looking. Come hey, on. Hey, you know, you know what? Hey, if Trippie that is if that is who anyway. she is, if that's what she likes, more power to her. That's right. That's right. So is, would this be intergalactic? Hoshi got her groove back. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You yeah, know, all seven yeah, minutes that they devote to Hoshi in this episode. <laughs> yeah, all seven sure. minutes of it, yeah. I did like that she picked up the Rysian language very quickly and she spoke. Yeah, that, that old... was like that was cool. Like cool. I like a good character building moment. The only mm -hmm. one in the episode. Yeah. But again, um, just like you said, Rachel, is part of her character as Hoshi to yeah. do that. And they kept that true to Hoshi's character, which was really good. Mm-hmm. I like that she left the the universal translator behind, and you actually hear these alien languages because to me it sells the idea that Risa is an alien planet with all these yeah. different aliens visiting. And I, I do believe this is the first time we've ever like met Rysians in the wild that weren't trying to jump in your bed or anything. It's just this yeah. this married couple just ha chilling out at a restaurant. They're just like, oh, aren't you nice? I, That's just so great. I also okay. I really like their thing about like, oh, we're surprised you like took the time to learn the language. Yeah, right. Because yes. like yeah. that is like a real aspect of tourism. Like right. yes, mm -hmm. it is. Like yes. And I, I, I get it. Often you're not there long enough, and we're no one here is Hoshi. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and people do react that way when someone mm -hmm. from another country comes in and says, yeah. "Oh, wow, you speak." Even if it's you know not so great, you think mm -hmm. in your so, mind, but you're trying in their country. They really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I tried well, speaking words. French in uh, uh, French in France one time, and I butchered it. And the taxi driver was like, "No, that was good. I'm I'm so grateful that you tried." And I'm Aww. sure after I left, he was like, "Jesus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, America." No, definitely, I. I'm a military brat. I grew up overseas, and there's definitely a like thing. And unfortunately, I moved around a lot, so I don't have like a firm grasp on any of the languages because I lived in several different countries. But there was definitely like they were very appreciative of when you would like try at least to say something. So, uh, I work for a company that sent me to China. And mm -hmm. when I went to China, I picked up key phrases to, you know, how to go to the bathroom, things like that, yeah. the important ones. And uh, I remember we were waiting for our taxi. Like we had a special car service to take us to one of the factories. And the guy said something and I said it right back to him. And then like almost verbatim. And then my team, once the guy called, he said, oh, okay. And then he got in the car and we were driving. And all my friends from work looked at me and went, did you really learn Chinese that fast? And I was like, absolutely not. I just repeated what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and lucky enough, he said, you're going to the such and such factory. And I was like, yeah, such and such factory. And he's like, okay. And that's how we got there. So, mm -hmm. you know, I appreciated that scene just because of my own personal experiences overseas. Yeah. <laughs> Enterprise yeah. needed more Hoshi. Yeah, I mm -hmm. agree. I agree. But it seems like every time they tried to give her an episode just to herself, we got things like, you know, vanishing whatever that was, where it was another boring mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. I, just, uh, like, Hoshi, I would say Hoshi's the, 
I would I would say Hoshi's like the like uh the show the character of the show yeah like seemed to appreciate the least, but Mayweather exists. Mayweather. So. Yeah, Mayweather yeah. definitely underappreciated. I, whenever Flox wakes up and they say, you know, Mayweather needs your help and Flox goes, Who? That was so I, funny. Oh yeah, my god, actually that is I, I remember genuinely what Mayweather's cackled. name was either at one point. Yeah, what would you say, Rachel? I no, that part I genuinely cackled. Like, yeah. Me too. I thought I that was a Whenever they wake him up and he says, I don't care what it tastes like. I'm like, Fox, what are you dreaming about? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I um, love the Flox moments in Enterprise. John like, Billingsley was too good for this show. Is. I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. He was too good for this show. He is amazing. Yeah, Rachel? Oh, no. I was, yeah. It, he seems to be, I think you said this earlier. He seems to be the only one remembering that he had, like, you were supposed to make it interesting to watch. Right. Uh, and I will say, I cannot remember the, the actor who plays Mayweather's name right now. Anthony Montgomery. Thank you. He, I actually think he was selling the like three scenes they gave him. Yeah, he's yeah, fine. He's very he good. Anything. He just, yeah. they just never gave him anything to do. Right. You know, it makes it it upsets me because I think that if you had put Anthony Montgomery in Scott Bakula's place, switch the roles, Anthony Montgomery would have acted his heart out in yeah. this episode. Oh, well, he would have. He would have brought everything he had to it because it would have been an episode about Mayweather. And yeah. then, you know, I'm not I'm not down in Scott Bakula because, you know, I know people get frustrated and people get burned out. But he didn't. It seemed he like bring it. he the people who were given it, all the lead roles didn't care. It also and everybody who like had the tiny roles did. If like you were doing an episode like this and like you're doing a bunch of different subplots anyways, Maybe give the lead an episode off, like have him like yeah. do like the T'Pol stuff, right? Yeah. Like if like cause Scott Bakula seems exhausted in this episode, he does, and he very well may could like could have been. I'm sure being the lead of like of a TV show is like very like very tiring work. Like, I, it was so weird to me, and like, yeah, as we said usually very charismatic and charming and just didn't seem to care at all. You know, Mayweather is, is, is truly was underappreciated. If you see the episode where he goes back to um, the ship he grew up in, mm-hmm. uh, this or it's all about him. He did a fantastic job, yes. I think. Yeah. And, you know, it really explored who he was and why he ended up on the Enterprise doing what he did instead of following you know, his parents' footsteps. And and it really talked about the family and, and what was going on and this li- different kind of life that you don't really hear about too much in Star Trek. And mm-hmm. I thought he did a fantastic job. You know, oh. I think that the interaction with him and Flock's beautiful. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that episode, but I remember re- really relating to parts of it because of being a military brat and, like, like being somewhere specifically because of like your parents' job and like but yeah, I remember just watching it and be like, why do they not give this actor way more to do? Yeah. You know, it's funny. We uh we complain endlessly about the side characters on Discovery not being given enough of the spotlight. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Detmer and um shock face and reaction shot. I can't even remember their names. Uh <laughs> The only one I remember is Detmer and, of course, Dead Robot Lady. All those people. Right. Um, but to me, it almost seems like 
without any episodes ever being devoted to them, without any backstory to them, it seems like those side characters on Discovery are treated better than the side characters on Enterprise. So maybe yeah. it's the Mayweather effect. Maybe because of what they did to Mayweather, they were like, you know what? I, you it's know what I also want to say? As far as Anthony Montgomery is supposed to be like in the main cast of Enter- like of Enterprise, yeah, right? Yeah, he's in all the photos. Whereas yeah. those mm-hmm. characters are all like, n- they're not in the opening credits. Like, no. And they do give them, but they give them things to do. It like, just seems like they're respected. And it seems like Anthony yeah. Montgomery was not respected on Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes stuff. The guy might have been a nightmare to work with. I don't know. But it just seems to me like it was just not fair. You didn't yeah. give me Earl Grey. I wanted English breakfast. <laughs> I see. I just, I can't. I, and I, Mayweather I, I'll just honest, seemed I, like such a nice, and I'm sorry, Anthony Montgomery just seemed like such a nice guy in every every interview I've seen. You know, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen never heard anyone say anything. I've, Never heard bad a bad about word about him. him. Yeah. Like he just, just to me, he and, was just not respected, and I think that is such a shame. And I like, I've often wondered. I was like, is this something to do with his race? Like, it's very weird mm. how little he, that I, man has to know. do on this show. I don't and know. I, I don't like they... know that it is, but it like, it's gl- it's glaring enough that it makes me question it. It's made me question too, but honestly, I think that they just made him such a bland character. To begin yeah. with, the writing, the, the writing, the writing yeah. failed Enterprise in the character department so much. I mean, T'Pol was a great character. Archer, depending on whatever episode he was in, was a great character. Flox was a great character. Trip was a great character. Everybody else was just kind of there, yeah. Along. yeah. And it was not the fault of the actors at all. I think the actors yeah. were actually really great. It was the writing. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, this is also the I'm checked out Rick Berman era. Yes. Rick Berman was pretty much done. Brandon Braga was just about done. Right. And I'll say again, once they pretty much backed off of Enterprise, Enterprise got really good. And whenever they decided that they were going to stick their thumb back into the pie, we got these are the voyages. Yeah. They were were spent. All right. So we've got some comments. We're going to go spin them around a little bit. We've got John Darinowski. Any relation? Uh, hello, sorry for the late arrival. You are um, forgiven, but don't let it happen again. <laughs> welcome, John. You're and then John welcome, says, John. Mayweather really had an interesting backstory as yes. well as growing up a boomer. Oh, that's an un- that's another term that has not aged very well. No, no. Welcome, John. <laughs> and then uh, I wonder if he's related to Darren. John, are I, you related to Darren? <laughs> I'm now thinking about the fact that was definitely a term then, like in the it's like yeah. As like the like generation of the baby boom. Why did they use that? <laughs> like, I know they kept calling him a space boomer. I'm like, wait, what? That's so weird. Yeah. Call him a space something. I don't know. I, you know what? To be fair, military Brad has always been a weird title too. Yeah. Yeah, that seems more insulting than yeah. kind. Yeah, it says. But I, can, I don't know. I can, with some certainty, say that there was not one POC or woman in the writers' room of Enterprise. I agree. I can, yeah, I, I can definitely agree. Yeah. You know, I also don't think there are any women in the costuming department. <laughs> there are never any women in the costuming department. <laughs> All I right. Well, it's time, folks. Bring no. it. Or bring it. Now, this oh, is the season finale, though, so this yeah. is we're not going to see this episode until Picard's 
final season is over with. So right. this is the Mr. Warf Fire of Captain's Quadrant. That's right. Mr. Warf <laughs> Fire. All right. So here we go. We have added a show to replace this one, obviously, because we don't want to rewatch that again. <laughs> what, what what did we add? Was Is it subgroup? No, it's the storyteller. Very good. Oh. Very good. Wow. Very good. Boring episode. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was, what'd you say? I said boring, ep- boring oh, and stupid. So boring and dumb. All right, here we go. We're going to spin it to win it. Spin it. All right. Here we go. Spinning. You spin me right round, yeah, baby. Right, right round. Right. Like a record player. Right, 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 right. And boom. Oh, it's TS Infinite Vulcan. What is it? The animated series. Vulcan. So we we should ask your friend that had some involvement we on. Need that. to yes yes, yes. I've, I I've made friends with uh with a gentleman who wrote the uh, anime the the guide to the animated Star Trek. So we need to see if he wants to oh, be on board. Oh, we for have that. the that friend. Awesome. Oh, do we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I've yeah. been cheated on now. <laughs> well, how do you think I felt when uh what is it um the Captain's Funniest Frontier? And I was like, oh, that's my friend. And then you and Jason and somebody else were like, yeah, that's my friend too. And oh, I was like, gosh. Huh. See, we're we're the Hoshi of Captain's Quarter. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. All right, here we go. Now, why don't you go back to your quarters? I'll be along shortly to say hello. I was going to say, Linda Park, we love you, by the way, because we know you're watching. Sure she is. Of course she is. Of Her, course she is. Anthony Why Montgomery she? sitting at home going, you should hear, they are saying the nicest things about me. <laughs> what are they saying about me? Uh... So uh, has anyone Nothing. seen the Infinite Vulcan? Rachel, I haven't. It will be my first time watching I it. don't think so. I've seen like episodes here and there of the animated series. Mm-hmm. You have Paramount Plus, right? Yeah, I do. So I can, Look. yeah. Look how oh. excited I am. Yeah, I see. So this I, episode is I, insane. It has to be more I fun than I I honestly I am a fan of like very silly Star Trek, so I probably will like enjoy it. This like this is okay. This one of my favorite in jokes on lower decks involved this episode. Oh. And it was the giant Spock skeleton. Oh, 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 that's what that I comes from. I like knew of Giant I love Spock. this. I love yeah. that joke. I love this episode. It's stupid and it's corny and it's dumb and I just love it. See, that's fun though. It's more interesting yes. to watch than what we just watched. Yes. Yeah. I would rather an episode be stupid and bad than just boring and dumb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We almost got stuck with either Such Sweet Sorrow from Discovery or Voyager Coda. And I don't remember Voyager Coda, but I remember That's the one as... where Janeway dies and comes back as a spirit, and her dad is there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, she keeps dying, repeating the day with Chipotle. it's Groundhog Day, basically. They, they <laughs> stole... Space Groundhog. No, it's, it's, it's I, all I can remember it's is like Star Trek with ghosts. Yeah, all I can remember is like Chakotay like yelling Catherine, and like there being a moment between them was the only interesting thing in that episode. Wow, that it. I it's, feel it's, it's like, really bad. It's like also really confusing how like she's like willing to accept the dad ghost. Like it's like you're a scientist. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're a scientist, yeah. dude. You're a scientist who lives in the Star Trek universe and know about like Q and stuff. You should be questioning this like for a while. I would have been like, "Are you Q? Are you exactly dressed up to look like?" To be my fair, dad? there are a lot of times where people they can't do it every time for the plot. There's almost in every episode of Star Trek, someone should be like, "Is Q happening?" Like. Yeah, that that I would have loved to have seen any episode like 15 minutes in something weird happens and like an alien shows up. And I just want to see one crew member goes, you're Q, aren't you? And the alien goes, <laughs> <Yeah>. damn, <laughs> flash, everybody it disappears. And then out. the episode goes on like nothing. I happens. cannot remember what episode of TNG is, but there's a TNG episode where it, it, Q, it doesn't turn out to be Q, but they're theorizing what something should be, and they say, could it be a Q? I remember that, yeah. Yes. And, I, and I was just like, you should ask that every time. <laughs> that should is be a standard question. Q? Are we stuck on the holodeck? Is this yeah. happening yeah. in our heads? And, is it Moriarty? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is Data crazy again? Yeah. That should be the top four questions. Uh, John Darinowski says, what's something that makes plain sense? Star Trek loves the time loop. Hey, cause yes. and effect was a great episode. Yeah, I was like, most times it's cause loop, the like they're good though. So yeah. like, yeah. Well, it's... friends, it has been a sufferable enjoyment to be with you all <laughs> in the Agony Booth. That is going to wrap it up for the second season of the Agony Booth. Thank you all for joining us. We are going to be diving into Picard. The yes, I'm so excited. We are going to make it so, and we're going to be live every Thursday. So make sure you join us and, you know, say goodbye to our favorite uh, space family. Um, it's going to be heartwarming. I, I, I'm i going to start doing TikToks on who's going to make it and who's not for this season. You guys can join me in those. Oh, my God. I it so. I was like, I'm going to cry. I, have, I don't I will, think Data is going to survive this season. He's already gone. I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, for uh, Jason, our uh, VHS Jace, I'm Captain Joe Dove. He's the... Uh, Crikey, boomerang, alien. kangaroo, Bobby. Hairless <laughs> alien, alien space dog, Klingon queen. And for the first time, and hopefully not the last time, thank you so much for joining us. Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Of course. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We yes, really enjoyed back. you suffering with us through this Ugh, oh, sometimes it's more interesting to talk about bad episodes. It is. It is. Uh, if you are watching us for the first time uh, or you have entered into the space of Captain's Quadrant, please be sure to subscribe. And while you're subscribing, please give us a like. It helps us. And it's free. Some of the best things that you get in the world helping someone and it costing you nothing. So let's put both in together. Uh, be sure to join us next week for Picard, as I said. And when you subscribe, I've got some news for you. We've got a whole slew of other shows that are coming out on the channel. We've got, uh, as you know, Captain's Squadron, that's us, The Power of J-Skull, where they have a, a fond look back of all things Master of the Universe. Looking forward, where we look forward into the streaming and films that are coming out in the months ahead. One week later, where we look back after the chaos and agony is finished of certain popular movie releases, and we talk about it a week later. Behind the Curtain is where we interview people and cinematic and streaming universes backtrack saturday morning is an up-and-coming show we look back at our cartoon favorites that we woke up on saturday morning to watch off the shelf where rick and i talk about some fun memories and our great collectibles the stuff that you see behind me in the background we pull it off and show you what it's all about 
and VHS Vault, where Jason and Jason go into those wondrous movies that you remember as a kid going into Blockbuster to try to check out. Your mom going, no, you're not old enough. <laughs> Until next time, be well and live long and prosper.